The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, the Fine Gael Senator Regina Doherty is back with me in studio as is Socialist TD for Cork North Central, member of the Oireachtas Finance Committee, Mick Barry, uh, for this week's edition of Common Ground, and we are discussing the Office of the Presidency, whether it is still fit for purpose. Our reporter Sarah Madden has been on the streets uh, getting the uh, take of different people asking whether the office should in fact be absolutely abolished. Uh, I'm happy enough for it. We need someone at the the head of this government anyway. He should have more say on stuff that goes on in this country. Look at the Children's Hospital. Two billion it's going to be. Jesus Christ. I think it should be abolished because they're just there for the show, really. Yeah, I would agree for another president to come back in and take over. Absolutely, yeah. At least you have a second say in what's going on, you know. And would you trust the president more than you'd trust the leader of the... Absolutely, absolutely I would. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's outdated. I don't think there's much of a need nowadays. In the next 20 years, 50 years maybe, I can't see that role still being there. So you think that that role should just be absorbed by, say, the Taoiseach? Yeah, because there's very little difference he can make. It's more pomp and ceremony and how many millions it probably cost per year for a travel and all that. It can easily be taken on by the actual Taoiseach or Tarnished or government. Oh, I think it should be kept upheld because I think every country needs a proper representative that's non-biased. I would be what we had on, so why change what we've had all our life? It's all right. I wouldn't like to see him go. Let all the TDs go, but keep him. I, I don't know what he does. I know he walks out at matches, but that's about it. So to me, if it was abolished, it won't make a difference. Oh, I think we should keep it. I think it's pretty good. And I think a lot of other countries have it as well. Like, we've had a lot of very good presidents. Like, Michael D and the two Marys have been brilliant. So just hopefully we get someone good next time. I don't know if Michael D will go again. He might be a little bit... Is he getting on? Well, maybe we can hope for another Mary. Yeah, <laughs> or third Mary. Yeah, we'll see Alright, some interesting views there on the streets. People speaking to our own reporter Sarah Madden. Bonus points to the woman who suggested that far from abolishing the office of the president, we should have two presidents. The workload was so great. Uh, Mick Barry, should we abolish the role of the president? Yeah, I think we sh- we should. Um, having said that, um, like you know, a lot of the rest of the nation I do get a certain um, enjoyment uh, when I say uh, our current president, um, you know, making comments which uh, annoy and get the dander up of the current government and the current government uh, uh, ministers. I mean, certainly when he said that the housing situation in the country uh, was a disaster, uh, you could see ministers pretending to be cool about it and unruffled. But watching them carefully in the doll, I, I don't think they were best pleased. Having said that, leave the current president out of it, the office of the presidency itself. Um, I think that uh, establishments, capitalist establishments, like to put in place uh, obstacles uh, that could be an obstacle in the way of, say, a left government trying to bring in very radical change. In Britain, I think the monarchy is that institution. In Ireland, I think the Shannad is actually the key institution there. But I think there are undemocratic aspects of the presidency that could be useful to the establishment in such a situation. Um, maybe we can discuss that you in, will, in well, further length. Okay, I, 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 Regina, I'll come to you in a moment, but you're going to have to just expand a little bit on that, how uh, our capitalist paymasters have contrived this office to prevent a radical left-wing government implementing change. Okay, well, it's not a case of uh, a specifically Irish thing. I think generally, if you look around the world, there are 
uh, obstacles that have been put in place in the way that governments are formed, uh, which uh, would be obstacles in the way of radical change. In the United States, it's it's given more votes to the, the rural areas. Uh, in, in Britain, the monarchy is a bulwark against change, potentially, if it was needed. I think in Ireland, the fact that we have a Shannad, which is not elected on the basis of universal suffrage, doesn't come close to being elected on the basis of universal suffrage, and has the power to Mm. delay legislation for 90 days would be a very useful thing if you did have a left-wing government that tried to bring in uh, radical change, useful from the point of view of the establishment. I think the president has some powers that are kind of in the same ballpark as well. Regina. I think Mick lost me about five minutes ago. Um, I think... The president. And when I say this, it's about the personalities that we've had. And so obviously I only go back as far as maybe um, the two Marys and maybe a bit of Padre Hillary. Um, I think they have enormous soft power. Um, I think they are distinctly different in the in, not the entirety of their role, but the enormity of their role um, is about connecting with the Irish people with regard to themes and messages. It's about international relations and connecting with their diaspora. And there's enormous value in that. And I can only tell you from experience, I had the privilege of going with Michael D on a trip when he went to Greece uh, for a couple of days and he was received so well. But more importantly, he received all of the Irish diaspora um, around Athens and the places that we went so warmly and so, you know, so affectionately. And it meant the world to them. Um, When you go on these trips, you celebrate Irish culture, Irish poetry. It sounds all kind of happy clappy, but for people who haven't lived in Ireland for many years, it's enormously important. And the contribution, you know, that's recognised by them to where they are and by them formally to Ireland by the president during his visit visits are really important. More importantly are the relationships that he has, or previously she has, uh, with other heads of state that have soft power, not necessarily elected prime ministers or Taoiseach, because mm. it's at a different level. And then at home, when you look at the conversations that the likes of Mary Robinson, you know, um, Mary McAleese started at a national level, and even Michael D. and whilst, you know, he might be a little bit more outspoken than some of our others, um, he is absolutely as passionate about the issues that he talks about as any of our presidents have been. So, but, but what about Mick point that um, Taoiseach Mick Barry in years to come and his radical left-wing government won't be able to get their agenda across the line because a president will keep referring things to the Council of State and to the Supreme Court and they'll delay and they'll stymie and we'll be left with the capitalist yoke around our neck. Maybe with the exception of having um, Labour as partners and coalition governments and the one time that we had the Democratic left but I don't see in my history any, you know, Prime Minister or any President trying to stymie uh, legislation that they didn't have a genuine concern about. And that's there in our constitution by our forefathers was put in so that there was a triple lock, that we had a third set of eyes to make sure that everything was OK. But like, I don't remember any legislation being delayed or stymied because Michael D, you know, Mary Mack, Mary Robinson, Paddy Hillary has ever stopped it. Now, OK, we've never had a fully left wing government and not to be disrespectful, I'm not sure... Yeah, I can't see that happening in my lifetime. So, you know, I think maybe your fears might be a little bit unfounded. All right. Regina, sticking a pin into your hopes of becoming no, T-shirt. I didn't Barry. mean it like that. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm joking. But, um, Mick, are you kind of lamenting what some people would just describe as checks and balances? Yeah, I'm for checks and balances, but checks and balances in whose... Until you're in power. In, to, in whose interest. So let, let's have a look at it, right? Um, in order to get a nomination to be the president, you have to be nominated by, I think it's 20 TDs or senators, yeah. right? Uh, or by four local authorities, 
All right. So up to de- up to now, the political establishment have had uh, a big say over who gets to even run for the, the position of uh, the president. Uh, we've never had a president in this country who hadn't been nominated uh, by what was previously uh, the big three parties. That's changing now. Um, some of them have gone a little bit further than governments would like, and I think you can see that with some of the utterances of Michael D. Higgins at the moment. But the political establishment have had checks and balances there which have, have suited them in terms of controlling who's able to go forward. And that's certainly a point that I would put out there for debate. So whilst the details of what Mika said is right, you do need local authorities or elected members of the Oireachtas to, to nominate you. We certainly weren't short of candidates in the last election. Um, and you can see how, you know, during the election campaign, and not for good reasons to my mind, but during the election campaign, how somebody who had no political history um, came very close to, to winning the hearts and minds of Irish people. The election before that, and this is often, I won't remember the gentleman's name, but there was um, a, another dragon in that election in 2011 who, by all accounts, until that famous Pat Kenny show, was on you know, track to win. And he didn't have any pl- previous political history or you know, experience other than maybe me being a member of a party, which is not the same thing as what you, know, you or I do. But you know what? It would be nice. John Gallagher. Sean Geller, that's I'm sorry for being so rude to him. Um, it would be nice to see more Mary Robinsons, more Mary McAleese's who didn't come from the traditional, you know, political party system or, you know, the political history that we've seen far too often because I think they bring such value. Now, Michael D is probably unique insofar as that he's an absolute political animal, but he's also a scholar, a poet, you know, so he brings so much more to the table than your average politician does. Um, but I really do think there's value and genuinely from seeing him in action um, and even Sabina in action when they were away, like they're, they're a powerhouse. And I know that's true, obviously, of Mary McAleese and Mary Robinson before that. So we've so, a lot of people that don't live in Ireland that need to feel connected. And it's one way. And I don't genuinely think that Taoiseach Mick Barry or even Taoiseach Michal Martin should have or could have the time to do what's needed to be done. Mick, who would fulfil that role in your imagining without the office of the president? Or is it that you would like a president, but it would be a much more open process to be nominated and then were they to win the office, they would have even less powers than they currently have? Yeah, I mean, uh, anything that could be introduced that would make it more democratic, all right? Uh, For example, uh, not setting the bar so high in terms of the number of TDs and senators, allowing smaller parties to nominate would be a step forward. But... At the end of the day, if I was faced with a choice, you're voting now, do we keep the office of president or do we abolish it? I would go for the abolition. Uh, I think that what you would do in that situation is you would have um, um, uh, Taoiseach, uh, who would be the head of state mm. and who effectively you would, you, would, you would wrap the functions up in that. Having said that, I, I think that you could introduce a load of things. Which would which would make things more democratic. I mean, we've we've debated the issue of votes at sixteen. We won't go over that again. The idea of an undemocratic Shannon where people don't have the right to vote uh, as to who are the senators that would represent them. Uh, that would go the Shannon. Uh, should go, in my opinion. The idea that if you have a certain number of people sign a petition, Mm. that you can have a referendum on an issue, this is a thing that's done in other countries, doesn't happen here. There's loads of democratic changes that could be made before we even get into the issue 
that socialists would raise and see as a key issue of economic democracy, of saying, should you be able to have a, 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 a boss who just says, OK, here's an email, you're sacked like Musk did in Twitter uh, a while ago, or... Uh, uh, should there be democratic control over the wealth and the industry in the country? That's a, a debate that socialists well, would raise as well. We might have that debate yeah. uh, another day. But sorry, just before I go back to Regina for a last word, uh, you're talking about the, the head of state and the head of government being one individual. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I, I would think, uh, and Mick is not shy about telling us the difficulties that we have in delivery of services for the state, the person that's the head of a cabinet should have far more important things to be doing um, than swanning around the world, you know, engaging in industrial relations and soft um, power to the people that don't live in Ireland anymore. The value of what the likes of Mary McAleese was able to do in engaging, you know, North so and South. I Michael D. Higgins now, we'd, we'd, we'd like you saying that he's swanning around the world. Well, isn't it? OK, so I don't mean to be smart, but it's, it's not, he's not running the state. He's not saying sitting at a cabinet or in sub-cabinet meetings making decisions on what legislation is a priority this week, you know, next week, the week after. What he is doing, I believe, uh, and that's why I supported him for the last two elections, is for enormous power, you know, in engaging with our Irish diaspora, engaging with heads of state to make sure that relations are good, you know, and healthy. But on a kind of a more practical level, when you look at what Mary McAleese did, you know, by inviting, you know, the Queen here, then how Michael D continued that with his relationship with Prince Charles, these things might annoy the BJs out of people but they're part and parcel of you know of healing a very large wound that has been opened time and time again by different political parties at a, an international level you know and relations are supposed to be diplomatic and cordial between neighbours and we are supposed to be able to work things out and they can do that presidents can do that kind of soft power at a different level than ministers can when they're sitting down talking about nitty gritty stuff Wow 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 there's one listener and 5316 I can't believe I'm agreeing with Mick Barry on this one scrap it it's a total waste of money somebody else says 100% keep this role for one it keeps the government in check and they do great work representing the country keep your views coming 53106 like I say is the number uh, Finnegan Senator Regina Doherty Mick Barry Socialist TD for Cork North Central thank you both very much uh, for joining me here in studio The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.